0: Welcome to Language Chats. This is a podcast for language lovers in Australia and beyond, where we share our experiences as well as stories from other Australians of learning, working and using other languages. I'm Beck,
1: And I'm Penny. And welcome back to Language Chats in 2021. woo <laughs> Um, This is our first um, episode that we're recording in the new year and we thought it was very apt to... I guess, you know, come in, come together, check in on how we're going and what is planned for the year of 2021. That's right. A new, a new slate, so to speak. Yeah, I think so. I mean, January always feels like that, doesn't it? It's kind of, it feels like a fresh start and that anything's possible and then, you know, Come February, you're like, oh, reality check. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> this year could be different, right? <laughs> well, exactly. And it is like, yeah, you're right. It does always feel like a fresh start, but like a fresh start that's building on things that you've learned already or like what's happened in the previous year. And probably more so than really ever before, um, the start of this year is a bit like that. We're all aware that the, the, uh, the experience and the mess of last year um is not really gone um but that you know we've probably all learnt a lot from that year um and can hopefully build on that in a positive way in 2021
1: yeah i think so i mean it was a chaotic year and um you know for lots of different reasons and it's yeah it's always kind of cathartic to look back and go well you know what did we learn what what did i learn <laughs> and what did i achieve um It's interesting, isn't it? I think if I think in terms of language learning, I'm always prone to be very hard on myself. I think that's my usual Mm -hmm. default setting.
0: Like so Um, many other people who learn languages too, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, But I do do have, I think what worked for me last year and I know that it works for me in other areas of my life too is to – to have a to have a weekly commitment um and to show up and to stick to it, you know, as much as possible, 90%. And I think, you know, in the chaos of the year, that was a really good way to at least keep some level of consistency with my language. I was doing French. Um, and I really wasn't doing much else outside of that one hour slot during the week, but at least, at least I had that. <laughs>
0: No, that is definitely consistency is such a is such a good such a good thing to build up over time. And I think you're right. You do just need like if you just have one thing that you're committed to, that is better than nothing. And that's still something to be to be proud of.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think so. Especially just, you know, given all the the drama that was unfolding and the, you know, the extra challenges with with um, you know, having kids at home and and just you know all those kind of things that everyone had to juggle, working from home and things like that. Mm-hmm. That it's just like you know, it's nice to just take a reality check and go, well, at least I did that. How about you, Beck? Have you got something that you can look back on from last year and go, yep, that's learning, or yep, I'm proud of that?
0: Yeah, I think last year, um, having a little extra time on my hands, so I'm I'm in a slightly different situation in that, like not having kids or anything like that. I mean, I was working from home, but in general, I just found myself with a little extra free time. And that was actually something that I really liked. (laughs) So I know that sounds terrible. Like I'm quite a social person too. And I do like seeing my friends and doing other fun things, but also I, I actually quite like being at home. Um, I quite like having a little extra time to do not terribly much. Um, and also, to have a little extra time to do things that I enjoy that are quite solitary pursuits. Now, that's something I think actually quite a few other people ident- might identify with this from last year. Um, if you are a bit of a like closet introvert, I would say like I am. Well, actually, I think I think probably personality wise, I actually shift between both introvert and extrovert quite a lot. You're on the fence. (laughs) Yeah yeah, kind of like or I sort of like jump from one side to the other um, all the time and like it might seem I think generally especially given that we record a podcast and we put ourselves out there quite a lot um, I might feel like or seem like an an extrovert and I am a lot of the time but then also I'm actually in lots of ways uh, some a really quiet person in my own space Um, and one of the kind of Quiet things that I like to do sometimes is learn languages, and I think this year I kind not sorry this year last year in 2020 I had a bit more of an opportunity to really commit just a little bit extra time than usual um, to things like language learning and reading and drawing. Like these are the kinds of things that I like to do in my spare time, and I had found that in the last few years, you know, things get oh, I've got that horrible word busy um, mm. and. I just found that I was losing a little bit of that from my life. And I think last year in all of the craziness, I got a little bit of that back and that was a really positive thing. And what I don't want to lose in kind of, you know, we're quite lucky in Australia at the moment that um, we have a bit more freedom um, and that's a really good thing. I think we're all very grateful for that. And we worked hard for it too last year with lockdowns and things like that. But, um, you know, I, I don't want things to go back to in inverted Commas normal. Um, totally. Like, I, I'm, I'm very attached, I think, to having those, that more like quiet time in my life. Um, and that impacts my language learning too, because it sort of forms part of that world. Wow. That's really awesome. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah. It's kind of like, awesome. yeah, I guess like looking back on it, I'm like, that wasn't just it. Like, I know a lot of people were kind of saying, oh, like 2020, like 2020 is cancelled. Like, you know, let's get rid of this terrible year. And if for lots of reasons, it was, yeah, totally not ideal. But there were some silver linings, I think. Um, oh, yeah, totally. No,
1: I'm, yeah. I don't want to get rid of a whole year. My goodness, it's such a huge chunk of time, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um. So in terms of, I guess, this kind of discovery, I suppose you could call it, about, you know, rediscovering what you love to do and how you kind of like to prioritise your free time and – prioritize your interests how can you see that evolving this year in 2021?
0: Mm -hmm. So well I can tell you already so it's now at the time of recording it's sort of towards the end of January and I have already so far in the last four weeks basically booked in almost all of my language classes um so like you know timed organized with a teacher or in a group or whatever um I've organised all of that for the first quarter of the year. Woohoo! Yeah, because just like you were saying, you know, if you've got it in the diary and you've looked it, locked it in, you're like, okay, that is going to be definitely something that I have to commit to. Um, I was just like, you know what, actually, this year rather than in previous years where I've kind of just been like, oh, it's fine, I'll do it later or I'll sort it out on the fly, this year I was like, no, I am sorting out the first quarter of the year, I'm putting my money where it needs to go towards teachers um, and I'm blocking out the times in my diary when... I want to have like focused study with other people um, and then everything else can kind of work around that.
1: Oh yeah, that's so awesome. Well done. Thank you. What about you? Um, Well, I started the year off um, kind of bringing this kind of consistency thing to the forefront and I am doing a 30-day listening challenge in French through um, a blogger that I follow and so that's been really good. I haven't been as consistent as I thought I might be, as in I haven't done it every day, but I've been tracking my habits using like a habit tracker page out of um, the uh, Solo Language Learners Toolkit. I think it's what it's called. It's one of the products that Lindsay Williams from Lindsay Does Language has. Yeah. So it's a visual kind of reminder of when I'm checking in and what kind of things I'm doing. Um, so I'm just trying to keep track of whether I'm doing, you know, listening or reading or doing part of this challenge or, or whatever it is. And I'm like, I said to myself, I will post a photo of my, my tracker at the end of the 30 days. There's a bit of a motivation to try and, try and make it to as
0: many days as possible. Oh, that's good. I can't um, wait to see it. Is this the first time that you have done habit tracking like that? Y- recently, yes. Uh, yep. Yep. And Definitely. you are finding it like helpful to see day to day, like visually, is it is it good for you visually to just it's be good. able to it see? Yeah. I've got, yeah, the hard copy
1: um, worksheet pinned up on my wall by my bedroom door, actually, so that I see it like walking in and out of my bedroom. Yeah. Um, So that's really good and it's actually quite a, I find it like a nice feeling when I can tick off, you know, a day. And I so I think there's, you know, something to be said for that for sure, whatever habit it is, and I'm going to continue doing it for next month as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I just need to decide what my, (laughs) what habit I'm going to put in for next month, but um, I've got some ideas. So yeah, I think. Yes, so stand by and hopefully you'll see a pic in it. the next week or two. Mm. Love it. I think for
0: anybody, for anybody out there who is a little bit of a, um, and I'm putting my hand up, you can't see it, but I do have my hand in the air right now, um, somebody who is a bit of a slave to the streak. You are somebody who very much feels like on apps that offer a streak um, where it kind of like sends you a notification and says like, have you done your practice for insert language here today? Um, Do consider doing habit tracking like that. I have also done it in the past, um, not currently, but I I have done it previously sort of on and off. And I always find it really helpful when I do it. Um, And it is a bit the same as the kind of streak idea because you basically want to see yourself as you go through your tracking doing all the right things every day, like having that like ticket off the list or like color in the box or whatever it, your way of, um, of, of tracking is, um, and seeing that you've, you know, when you get to the end of the month and seeing that you've done it, maybe not every day, but like most days or every second day or whatever. Um, yeah, it's very, I don't know, it really makes you stick to it. Cause you feel like you've got to get to the end of the month and say like, yes, I did that.
1: Yeah especially if you can even add in if if you're like me having some kind of external accountability by saying even in my head totally. that I am going to post it is um is an extra kind of motivation and challenge for me as well.
0: Yeah, true. There's nothing like telling people on a podcast that you're definitely <laughs> going to do something because then you really have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I know, but really, even like telling people on the like I don't know on the internet somewhere, telling a friend. Like I think if you tell anyone, I'm going to do this. Like hold me to it at the end of the month, or um, you know, I don't know, get your your best friend or something who will be somebody who will give you real honest feedback. They will not let you down. (laughs) Get to the end of the month and they're like, you said you were going to send me uh, a photo of that tracker thing that you were going to do. Have you done it? And um, yeah, it's good motivation. Yep. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it is. Um, so I'm curious about the, I guess the language lessons and things that you have plugged in for this first quarter. Uh, can mm. you share what, what, what it, it looks like, what it involves?
0: Yeah, sure. So I've basically organised. Well, I'm trying not to take on. <laughs> I'm trying not to take on too much. Famous last words, um, but I have basically organised at this point weekly lessons for the two languages that I am focusing on this year. Um, First one being German, which I have been learning for a while now. So um, that's still going. And that is a group class that I have been doing for now a pretty, pretty long time. So over a year. Um, So I'm continuing with that and that's weekly. And then I also have started this year learning some Danish, um, which is completely new to me. Um, I've had three classes so far and it's very fun, or at least I'm finding it fun. Um, And I've booked in weekly classes for that too. But so they're basically like, basically every three-ish days, you know, twice a week, but they're spaced out. um, I have a class for one or the other.
1: That's amazing. Oh, Mm. I'm just, yeah, I think Danish just sounds so cool as well. I
0: think... (laughs) That's pretty much why I wanted to start learning it because I was just like, "This language sounds so cool," and then I realized that it had a bit in common with German. and I was like, "Huh. Hmm, well, actually, mm. that might really help." So, um, so yeah, no, it's been fun in the like I said, three lessons so far, but we'll get there.
1: Oh, well, down the track, maybe we could have a little like insight into some, a few Danish words and
0: phrases. That would be awesome. Oh yeah, why not? Well, uh, let me learn. Let me learn a bit yeah. more first. <laughs>
1: Oh, you're, so, you're, you're done well with your um, planning for 2021 so far. I'm very impressed. Well done. Um, I have to give my year a little bit more thought, but at the moment I am going to continue with French through this quarter and I am leaning towards, and I'm, here we go, saying stuff on the podcast again, but I'm leaning towards um, starting back um, with Japanese. Ooh, Great. Yes. So another one that needs reviving from close to, yeah, 20 years or not quite 20 years, maybe 18, 19 years ago. Can you believe it?
0: (laughs) That's exciting though. And I guess like reviving a language that you have learnt before is is quite different to starting something else from scratch. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: agree. Um,
0: So I just feel drawn
1: to that at the moment. And I think it's always nice to follow what uh, follow what you feel drawn to so mm. I can't tell you why I feel drawn to it but <laughs> um I'm just gonna go with it so we will see we'll see yep. what happens um yeah I'm looking that sounds for it that watch.
0: sounds really exciting are you at all feeling like maybe Japan could be um maybe an earlier part of the world that will open up to Australians for travel is that at all motivating you <laughs> Well, potentially, and I would be
1: super excited if that was to come true. Mm-hmm. But I think if the last ten, twelve months has taught me anything, is yes. to not get my hopes up and to not make any international travel plans for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Um, but doesn't stop us from dreaming for yes. sure and thinking. How
0: mm-hmm. do you? How do you think that has um, changed your? Like given given everything that has that has happened and the way that we now see see travel, it's certainly not as not as easy anymore as it felt like it was. Um, how has that changed your motivation in general um, for this coming year?
1: It's interesting because I I always thought I was very very strongly motivated motivated by travel with my language learning, and I know that I still am. But I feel like that even in this world that we're living now, without the possibility of international travel on the horizon, I feel like I'm still, that my motivation hasn't dipped at all, mm-hmm. which I'm happy about. <laughs> um, but I, I think something has changed. And I, I feel like, and I feel like maybe that this desire maybe to stick a bit closer to home. So maybe looking closer at our region again is something that. I'm feeling a bit stronger about. So the whole Asia Pacific region has always been, I guess, an interest of mine. It's always been my background. I've always been into Asian languages and Asian studies. I feel like maybe that's come back to the forefront, maybe because realistically if we are able to travel again in the next 12, 24 months, somewhere in Asia is probably most likely, or the Pacific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know which comes first whether the <laughs> the wanting to travel is coming first or whether you know just always being interested in Asia is coming first, but do you know what I mean That's- yeah totally How about you Beck? I mean you've done a fair bit of travel as well how how are you feeling about the the future in that sense
0: so I think um I mean, I think I think I'm realistic about 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 the travel situation, and for me, travel wasn't always as much of a motivation as I think it probably has been for you in the past. Um, but I something that I've really, again, maybe learnt from last year and this, like, kind of increasingly, well, <laughs> almost this uh, this uncertainty that we have, um, has made me realize how important the actual language part of traveling always was for me. So I think like I always loved traveling and there's so many different parts of traveling that are fun. But for me, I always loved the language aspect of it. And that hasn't disappeared for me. So in some ways, I almost feel like now being here and being at home, learning a language is kind of a way for me to escape, and it's almost like a bit of a like traveling in my mind sort of um, concept, I don't know, like you know, like a virtual travel, but it's through learning the language that it gives me that that escape away from the rest of my my life and from work and and from all of the other things that we do. Um, so I think maybe I'm appreciating that more um, and realizing how how that actually always was important to me anyway um and now I'm just probably leaning on it um and realizing that even like especially last year like having when we really when we were in lockdown we couldn't see people as much and we were kind of stuck at home like having some language classes in my week was a total lifeline I I needed those those structured times in my week where I could kind of escape to something else um and I think that probably ongoing more and more, I'm feeling like I'm feeling more comfortable with that whole idea in my head, and I'm like, actually, yes, this is this is great. This is a good way that I can enjoy and experience other things, kind of outside of my day to day. But I don't need to go anywhere else to do that right now.
1: Yeah, I really like the way that you've put that together because, yeah, it's a nice a nice reminder and also a really great way to think about language learning, particularly particular at the moment, and and I think it probably has been a really great kind of distraction and escape from what's been happening for lots of people. Um, and having that kind of consistency in place, I think, has been super important as well. Yeah,
0: and I think it's it's a good reminder as well. Like for me, the idea of learning a language that there, there always has to be an aspect of it that's not pure language. Like you're not just learning, it's not just a means to an end. You're not really just learning just to be able to like ask for directions or order food at a restaurant. Like you are learning another culture. You're learning about another way of living. You're learning about different ways of seeing things and all of that is part of what learning a language or or trying to learn a language means. Um, And, you know, now it's just more important than ever that we remember that, that we know we're not just like planning for necessarily one trip where we we hope we can say a few things this is like actually this is a way right now to be able to experience somewhere else um without without having to leave the country
1: yeah that kind of all-encompassing experience yeah. which is not just language-centric yeah no yeah exactly. really, well said, and- <laughs>
0: There you go. But it was, um, yeah, I think like, yeah, for me, I, I totally felt like it was a, a lifeline. But I, I do understand as well that for for others, and I think, um, you know, let, let us know if this is you because we, we'd love to hear from you. But I know that for other people, like last year might have been a time that you really needed a break from something like learning a language. If you, you know, I think when, when times are tough and when things are weird, um, sometimes you really just need to step back from some of the things in your life. And I can understand that for many people their their language learning plans may have gone a bit haywire last year, um in amongst lots of other thoughts and concerns and worries um that may have occupied their their minds.
1: Yeah, for sure. and and if if that's the case, then I think the only thing you can do in that situation is just be completely kind to yourself and you know, it is what it is and just be kind and, and work out what's, what's important and go with that. I think, I don't know, there's no. And <laughs> there's then just no take a break. break. Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> take like, a break. Cause you can
0: always come back to it later. And that's like, I think that is part of the beauty of like a pursuit, like learning a language is that you never, you know, it's never going to disappear entirely. Um, you know, you can learn some of it and then you can always come back. It's never going to disappear. Hopefully.
1: Or just tap into all your favourite shows on Netflix and then then you'll feel like you're
0: doing something. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's cool, just go passive.
1: (laughs) Um, I'm excited too, Bet, because you having some online italki-style lessons is a kind of a new thing for you as well, isn't it? Because we've talked about that in the past on the podcast. Yeah. Um, And you are completely running with that now.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I, I So anyone who, who has listened to the podcast for a while will know that we uh, almost a year ago, we did some episodes on online classes and how I was just absolutely petrified of them. Um, and now I don't even know what I'd do without them. Genuinely, I, I don't I don't know if I can go back. <laughs> no that's not true (laughs) (laughs) well that's not true like I like in-person classes too but I um I definitely see the benefits and have seen like I mean last year just like well there was no other way it was it was the only way to keep doing classes and it worked really really well and um so yeah I'm I'm definitely still pretty um Still pretty into that or at least seeing the benefits of it um, and I think there'll probably be lots of people out there who feel the same way and again like do, let us know if if you are in the position last year where previously you'd been like Ew, online lessons, bit weird, don't know if that's my kind of thing um, and then last year you were forced to do it because there was no other way. Um, you know, have you been converted to, is this, is this just a new way of doing things that actually you're like, wow, this is way more convenient. I don't have to go anywhere. Um, or like, you know, my tutor does everything on a Google doc and then I can just like add my homework there and then we can correct it together and they can see everything and I can see everything and that's really helpful or like whatever, whatever it might be. However, you may be experiencing, um, online classes, um, let us know if you have also felt similarly, I don't know, kind of inspired and excited about this new world of learning online.
1: Yeah, and it's not just online classes either, is it? It's it's the conversation mm. clubs and the meetups and the language conferences and kind of like cultural experiences. There's so much now that we can access that possibly beforehand we weren't or we couldn't. Um, so yeah, that's that's been super exciting, and I hope that continues um, to be a feature for people who who are enjoying it for sure, like
0: like us. Yeah, agreed. It's a huge win for accessibility. Um,
1: so in terms of um, trying something new this
0: year, I mean, you've got that pretty soon up, haven't you? Having the <laughs> well, having doing- a new yeah, having a new language in there that that is pretty new, um, but. And I guess like taking on new things from last year too, like I feel, still feel like that's all really new. So I would I would say I would say that like the twenty twenty learnings, especially about like online online stuff in general, um, for me is still like fresh. So I I don't know. I don't know, like I'm always happy to take on to new things that that come in. But um I'm not sure that like I feel like my my newness of 2020, all of that stuff is just going to keep carrying on into this year and I'm I'm okay with that. Um what about you, Penny? What do you have any particularly new things for this year? Apart from your your habit tracking, which I which I love.
1: Yeah, well I think um tapping into this this online um French listing challenge is is kind of a new thing for me because I you know I've always dabbled with with stuff that's kind of you know available um, to to access and stuff but you know paying and committing and joining a group to do this kind of challenge um, was a new thing And yeah I've really really loved it I think having you know knowing that there's a, a, a daily kind of video and an exercise and new words and a, a quiz potentially and, Seeing all the other participants' comments and and um, kind of being able to be part of that community has been has been really awesome. So I think for me, I am going to look at ways this year to kind of tap more into different community kind of things like that. Whether it's um, whether it's French or whether it ends up being the Japanese type thing, um, yeah, I think there's a lot to be said to to finding people or teachers or clubs or communities that you can be part of in the language that you are focused on, or not even language specific?
0: Yeah, just like, um, well, speaking of communities, um, but just like the community that we have online, which is, um, we have a Facebook group called Language Lovers AU Community, um, which people can join and you can find other language learners there um, who, I don't know, to chat, language with um but also more specific things too um we've had a few people lately sort of proposing conversation sessions and stuff which i think is is really cool
1: i think that the community's just got stronger and stronger um especially over this last 12 months as well and it's just amazing to see all the stuff that all the language lover au people are getting up to so it's it's, it's wonderful. (laughs) Thanks for being a part of it, you
0: guys. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this, on this fun ride. Um, and do remember that also you can get in touch with us as well online or be a part of the community if you are not um on Facebook, not everybody is, but in general, the online community for language learning is pretty great. Um and we are on Instagram as well, languagelovers.au and you can also find out more information about what we do on our website, language lovers.com.au. And
1: if you've loved this episode and other Language Chats episodes, please feel free to share these um, podcast episodes with your friends and all of your
0: other language lover mates. We would appreciate that, of course. So thank you for joining us. Um, For all of you, Happy New Year as well, given this is our first episode. And we hope that you have Cool plans um, for 2021. Um, if you want to share those with us, please do um, on any of the social media places that we just told you about before. Um, but also, you can send us an email, just go to our website um, and you'll find the contact form there. Um, we would love to hear from you and to hear about what is going on in your language learning world for this year. And we'll catch you in a couple of weeks. Thanks again. See you next time. Bye.